right, just bring the mic up to you, close like a fist. Like you're that fucking cunt with the grey hair. And now, (laughs) (laughs) the UFC. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Drinks with Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson. And today we're back in Melbourne again. It's becoming a bit of a a frequent occurrence. Uh, In front of me, I've got Liam Jehu and Daniel Pisano. How are you, boys? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to be here. Fucking let's go. I've been excited (laughs) to get this. I, I was... Uh, who was it? Um, thanks, bruh. Um, Nick, he works for APL. Nick Mooney? Yeah. Nick I Mooney, was, yeah. I'm like, Friend who's this guy? I, I screenshotted a photo of you, yeah, like, yeah, after yeah. I donked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was up in Aubrey, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, geez, like, who is, he's like, yeah, that's Dan. I'm like, oh. who's and? Dan? Like, so it's good to see you here at yeah. least. Yeah, no, we, lo- we, love, we love Nick Mooney. He's that's a friend it. of the show. Friend of the show, great guy. He's one, of, he's one of the good guys in poker. There aren't many, and he's one of the good guys. So, there's a bit of a mix, eh? Yeah, it's, a bit of a mix. it's polar. It's a polar industry. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, yeah. You think about it, like gambling, degenerate gambling at all at all sorts of hours. You know, you, you attract a certain type of person, but then you also get some really, really good people as well. And Nick's a good lad. Mm. Dan, Dan's all right as well. He goes all right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Try to. Try to. Uh, before we really get into things. Can you give a bit of a rundown as to who you are and what you do? Um, um, Liam. Liam? Um, yeah, my name is Liam. Uh, 21 years of age. Yep. Um, play poker for a living or at least try to. Um, mainly hold them tournaments, PLO cash, hold them cash. Bit of online, bit of live, bit of everything, to be honest. Um, um, been doing it for almost two years now, which is kind of hard to believe. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's glamorous and it has its up and ups and downs, but um, I wouldn't really trade it for anything, to be honest. I, I love it, so um, I try and keep it interesting. But yeah, and then otherwise, I just, you know, chill, have fun with the boys, go out, have a bit of a party. I like to party a lot, to be honest, but yeah, I, I enjoy Thank myself. But at the same time, you know, I still I still do a lot of a lot of work and I, I work pretty hard. So yep. I, I try and keep it balanced or as balanced as I can, at least. But yeah, it's like a pack of rangers. Exactly, mate. Always balance. Hell yeah. What about yourself, Dan? Yeah, my name's Daniel. I'm uh, 28 years old and um, I do IT and play poker on the side. Fuck yeah. Let's keep it short and simple. What did you short. boys, like, what got you into poker? Um, family, I guess, at the start. Like, had a bit of family on each side that liked to play. So, um, probably started as early as, like, eight years old, really. Like just in like the the random like ten cent twenty cent like playing with real Australian coins in like yeah. the living room of like the grandparents' house, um, stuff like that. Uh, and then I didn't like I wasn't really playing it at all when I was like an early teenager. And then uh, just went over to one of my mates' house one day when I was like sixteen, and he was just like, "Hey, like, have you played poker before?" And I was just like, "Yeah, like, all right." So we started playing poker on his pool table, just like really, just like you know, just. Are we allowed to swear? I don't even know. We yeah, just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we took yeah, the explicit uh, box. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, we, we're just like fucking around on the pool table, just yeah. playing poker. And then all of a sudden, you know, we'd have another mate over, there'd be three of us, and then we'd be like, oh, hey, bro, you want to play poker? And he's like, oh. And then we, you know, he gets into it, and then all of a sudden, we get a few more boys into it, and then we're playing like eight-handed sit-and-goes, and then we're going to pub poker, and I'm sneaking into pubs as a 16, 17-year-old playing APL and stuff like that when I was like underage. And then before you know it, I start playing cash games and then I realized, hey, I'm actually not bad at this. And then I was yeah. like, I might as well give it a crack and see if I can make any money. And then, yeah, 
and, I've, I've, and most importantly i thought it was fun i thought it was really fun at the start and i still think it's fun now but i, I really i just thought it was the most fun thing ever playing yeah. poker so that's that's why i started yeah i agree with you on the fun aspect yeah. is that what got you two in contact with each other just like poker linked you two up yeah we just yeah. met how did we meet? It was at Club Italia, the yeah. old um, stomping grounds, eh? Yeah. Oh, the home court. Club poker stomping grounds. Yeah. yeah. Stan the man? Oh, uh, no, Craig. Craig, Craig yeah. King. Craig, yeah. Craig yeah. the king, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just playing ABO. Just a classic, uh, what was it, like a, a 150 buy-in or something no, like that? It was actually the 350. It was the, uh, on the, on the Saturday during the day. Yeah. You're in Paddy Barbs. I don't know. It all, it all blends in, mate. At Club yeah. Italia, it all blends in. Did you like my playing style? Chips. Yeah, no, I remember I, I played with him and like, I don't know how to say it without sounding like narcissistic or anything, but like, I feel like when I walk into Club Italia, like I feel like a bit of a celebrity sometimes because like people like they look at me and they think that I'm like a celebrity and it makes me feel weird because I'm not a celebrity, but it's like, like, I know you. Yeah, yeah. Like people always come up to me you. and they're like, oh, like, you know, you yeah, went, you box. did this, you did that and you won this and like, oh, I saw you on TV and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just a 21 year old kid, like. And yeah. then, so it's kind of weird. And then it's on an absolute heater for the yeah. last 12 yeah. months. So then like people, they, they, when I play with them, they play different against me. Like they always try and play really well. And they always like, uh, like I've noticed like just like the regular club of Tiger guys, they'll do stuff that they wouldn't usually do. But because I'm playing, I don't know if they're trying to impress me or something. I'm, I don't, I don't really pay attention to it. And then I played with this guy. And he was just, he was just, he was, a celeb. He was just taking this me, guy. he was just taking me to the streets and he was just absolutely trying to bin me and put me in the blender and this like 150 buck buy-in. And I was just like, I just liked how he played. And so we just started chatting and then I realized he was an art guy. And then we started yeah. going to yeah. nightclubs together. He just like randomly like sent me like a message one day. It was not even the message. He just sent me like a screenshot of like a hardstyle event. And I'm like, cause we were chatting. I'm like, oh, no, we person. weren't even chatting. I think we chatted in person about poker, but then like. I think you oh, added me on bro, Facebook I and you just randomly now. sent me like a photo of like a hard style event. I'm like, yo, what's this about? I was like, I, let's I go. I think I, I had like two tickets or something and then I was meant to go with someone and it was so random. Cancelled and I, I was like the next day and I was like, I need to, like, I, I don't really have friends in Melbourne to be honest. Like, I, 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 a lot of my, like a lot of my friends are in, are in Queensland. So yeah. I don't really have like close friends in Melbourne. And I was like, I need to go to this festival with someone. So. I was just like messaging guys that like I was mates with, but not like close with. I was like, bro, you want to just like go to this festival? And then I just messaged this guy and that was it. And the rest is history. Yeah. Do you know, uh, I played with uh, Jackson Young in the deep freeze at Club Italia. Mm -hmm. um, isn't he some club promoter as well? Yeah. Do you talk, link in with him? Yeah, no, I mean, me and Jackson are good mates. Um, yeah, because he sort of uh, hosts a fair few sort of events in yeah. that space yeah he's like a and he loves his poker yeah he's a he's a um he he works at a few clubs i think he has like a small percentage um plays a lot of poker as well um yeah. mainly cash games pretty high stakes as well like he's played um, as high as i think you know i think i saw the other week he was playing 10 20 40 hold'em and stuff like crazy. that he plays yeah. some pretty high stakes he does well for himself he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a mate of mine he um he, he he buys action to me sometimes as well like a little bit um We've played together quite a bit. He's a, he's a very good solid player yep. in Melbourne, just a good cash reg. And it's not even his main hustle, it's a side hustle as well. So yep. yeah, he's, he's a friend of the show as well. How does, uh, how does the the staking and the bankrupt, all the cash roll management work for you guys? Do you sort of team up a lot of the times, especially if you're going, you know, Northern Queensland or Adelaide or... You know, to the Aussie Million. Oh, sorry. What is it? The APL Millions. APL Millions, yeah. Next month. Do you mean like... How, how do you manage all that risk as far on a financial aspect? 
Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. No, we can. Oh, mate, full transparency. Um, <laughs> well, for me personally, like I, I offset risk by like selling action. So, sure. um, for example, I'll sell action for a series. I might have five tournaments on it. A two and a half K, a 1500, a, a 1200 and yep. maybe a 1K. And there might be two bullets per, which might total to... 10 grand. Yeah, 10K worth of buy-ins. And I'll, I'll tax a little bit of markup on it. So I might tax... 15% or 20% markup yep. um, just to mitigate my cost, you know, my travel expenses, my accommodation expenses, food expenses, all that stuff. Um, and also to compensate for me having what I would declare as my minimum what? skill edge in that field. And my, I'm definitely like yielding at least that percentage of ROI long-term. So Because you're a plus EV player. I mean, if I'm charging 20% markup, then I would have to declare myself beating the average player in the field by at least 20% because- sure. I mean, if you were if you were to invest in me and you thought that I wasn't beating the average player by at least twenty percent, then that would just make no sense for you to invest in me, right? Yeah. So um, I sell a little bit of action, so I might sell anywhere from twenty to forty percent for a series. So I might make you know five hundred bucks worth of markup, and it also just mitigates my risk a little bit. You know, obviously shelling ten k per series and bricking a series or two can be pretty expensive. So yeah. um, that's how I manage things, and then um. Uh, I might do some swaps as well. Like for example, if I make a day two of a tournament, uh, I might swap 5% with a mate, you know, especially in a, a tournament that has a high um, ROI up top. So for example, like an Albury main event, uh, 180 bucker, swap 5% with like four of my mates. And then one of my mates ended up winning it, not this time, but the time before. And he won it for like 22K and I got 5% of that. So, yeah. and that was, you know, for like, you know, just it helps mitigate variance long-term and it's like, mm. It's also good like to support your mates as well. Like if they're doing well, obviously supporting them. But then if you get that little cheeky 5% swap in there as well, it's like really, you know, cool. Incentive uh, to go on the rail as well. Yeah, we love a good rail. Good rail photo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, with the the team or the people around you, how do you uh, pick that team? Or is it just people that you come in contact with? Because I think we can all agree that a lot of poker series there are a fair few fucking rough fucking characters <laughs> yeah I, I i think it's to some extent it's trying to like fight, find your mm. tribe yeah, to yeah. some extent like mm. the people that you sort of link in and get along with yeah i think it's about who you mesh with first and foremost um i, I feel like you, you just gotta vibe with the person first and get, get to know them and if you um learn about the game as well and if you feel like they are a good poker player i guess they become a part of the tribe, as you boys would say. There's like, it's it's weird because there's so many different little like groups. Like mm. when I'm at a series- It's quirks for sure. Yeah, yeah. there'll be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I dabble in like different little groups. There'll be like a group of like, you know, me and like, for example, like Jackson, like you just mentioned, there's like him and his boys and I'll come chat to them at a series like in Melbourne. And then I'll go and chat to some guys like from Club Italia that I know. And then I'll go chat to my like Queensland mates. And then there's like a few guys from Sydney. So it's like different little- quirks and like they're all like they're all kind of different in the way that they act and what they do and mm -hmm. like the level of like friendship they have but like there's a lot of good people in poker and a lot of people that i'm very close with in poker like all my best like closest friends all from poker in in some way shape or form um and i think it's just important to keep like a, a good circle around you like it's really easy to get 
in in this like industry where it's, you know it's effectively just contr- a different form of gambling like it's it's very easy to get like a negative mentality and to have that sort of toxic trait about you so i think it's really important to have a good you know good good group of friends around you and stuff like that and just to you know make sure that you're you know at the end of the day having a good time mm. right would it be fair to say that you boys fall into the category of gto kids um, raised by a, you know the books and uh, playing like certain ranges. Daniel, Daniel definitely not. Uh, da- Daniel's rogue. Daniel's <laughs> just a rogue. Like Dan- Daniel, Daniel's is, Daniel's is a, to, he's not a GTO. At I, all. I, I tend I, to disagree with that statement. You're not GTO. You just watched me play 50 and I've seen. I've seen you have stacks in front of you. Yeah. I've seen you with stacks. Anyone that's GTO doesn't have. That's stacks That's due to in front the fact they're punting off. But then you punted it off. Remember when we were down like three tables, like. I cannot recall. Oh, bro, <laughs> up in Aubrey, I reckon it might have been your second bullet in maybe a 240 or 300 yeah. event and yeah. you had a stack and then after the break, it was like... Yeah, look, I, I tend to try to play like basic GTO, but I mean, I feel like it is impossible to play GTO throughout, like 100% throughout the tournament because you need to know bet sizings um, on certain board textures but um, I, f- I feel like most people do have like a, like a basic, simple understanding of GTO, like raise with this hand in this certain position, three bet with this hand in this position. But um, I, I guess Liam is, is right in the sense where I do tend to um, play a bit crazy at times. You don't um, play theater- theoretically optimal, which is literally what, what the acronym stands times. for. I guess I do get in my moods depending on how I feel, which is bad because you shouldn't be playing poker with emotion. In but a mood, yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's not bad though. Like, but like uh, when I do re- when I do remove the emotions and stuff like that, and I tend to play a standard ABC, basic GTO style, I see better results. But I've also seen great results as well when I, you know, I, I do the old little four bet with the uh, three seven suited, and, you know. <laughs> Turn a flush and people <laughs> are crack kings or queens that have just flooded. It's like, but, so you know, you, you like, you're not good, like, especially in these, like, that's not profitable long term. So, you're like, your main tournament that you, your main tournaments that you play are like those sort of $100 to like $400 buy ins, right? Those kind of like 300s, 250s, like those small dealer dealt tournaments. Yeah, right? pub, pub poker reg. Yeah, yeah. pub yeah. poker reg, club attire reg. So, like, like, reg, yeah. one to 400. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's fine, but like, you, so if you play pure GTO in those fields, yeah. you will not, I mean, you'll be winning, but you won't be winning a lot because yeah. you can't play GTO against people, against people who basically none of them are playing optimally. Right. So you have to play, there's two types, basically there's GTO and exploit yeah. and you need to, I mean, some people will say you need to play pure exploit and some people will say you need to play pure GTO. I think it's very clear. Like you just have to find a perfect balance between playing exploitative poker and, you know, GTO poker. Like there's just spots where when the guy four bets you and you just have, you know, a hand where you're meant to be all in or whatever, where you're meant to call and it's like, well, I'm just not going to call because I just know he's always got it. Like he's never bluffing. Even though GTO would say you have to call here, otherwise you're getting exploited. So mm. Daniel Negreanu actually speaks about this. There's a really good clip on YouTube where he talks about GTO versus exploitative poker. And it's basically a smarter version of what I just said in the sense that you know, GTO people will think that they're playing optimally and then exploit players will play back at them and then the exploit players playing back at the GTO player means that the exploit player is now getting exploited because he's falling into the GTO player's trap and it's like a never-ending cycle of like trying to find the right balance of like yeah. what's perfect and at the end of the day, there is no like 
perfect linear answer because you know the way you play should obviously vary based on your player type and who you're against and in yeah. what field so it's just like it's like a never-ending void of like what's you know what's perfect i mean i try and play gto more often than not because it works like you can't you know like you're always going to be winning in some way shape or form long term if you play a pretty good foundation of gto but there's definitely little bits of you know other Parts of dabbling. I do feel like I like Papoka. I feel like it is much better to play like an exploitive you have strategy. To play exploit, yeah. And I feel like it's better to show, I guess, less aggression than you would normally show with a GTO style. Like with a GTO style, tell you to like, you know, triple barrel in this certain spot. Mm. Whereas I feel like at Papoka, it's better just to check more often than not because people are quite passive and they're quite. They love Especially to call you, and they love and they love to call you down as well. So I love to call you down. Yeah, so like hands where you should be raising pre-flop, even if someone limps on the button, like King Ten suit, and someone limps on the button, and you raise like six X, or, or even when the, if there's like four limpers, like yeah. and you've got like King Ten suit, like GTO would probably say, you know, raise. I mean, that's the thing. Raise like six X or whatever. You wouldn't or, even be able to put that into a solver because yeah. the solver doesn't factor in limps. The optimal strategy is like, well, why would you be limping? Yeah. There is no limping in, in GTO. Like, in, well, I mean, sorry, there is limping, but in the sense that you're describing yeah. it, like just in a normal standard hand or whatever, yeah. where you're like 50 bigs or whatever, just like on the button, like there is no limp. So you being like, oh, there's a limp. And then GTO would say, do this. Like GTO doesn't even like, it, GTO's brain would explode there. Cause it's like, why Why is he limping? That's yeah. not optimal. That's not what we do. Like and that then, isn't an optimal way yeah. to play the game. But like that's why you have to exploit because it's, it's so outside mm. the realm. And you could talk about it for hours yeah. just because it's so like, it's unsolved technically. Yeah. I think I think what you're really touching on is that GTO doesn't really take into account intuitional gut feeling. That's very true. And yeah, that's, like it, in theory, it is just AI. Like AI it's can't math, really pick, yeah. pick up yeah. on emotion or yeah, yeah. you know tilt. Mm-hmm. Um, does that really factor into your game a lot? Do you feel you can get a pretty good read on people? Um, probably more so with Dan because <laughs> I mean I don't I think in the stakes that I play usually doesn't really factor in i don't really it doesn't really happen very often where people i mean it can of course it can because sure. i still play with a lot of most of the players i play against the recreational so it can happen but it will definitely happen more with you with like with the people that you're playing against more yeah. often especially like you know there's any self-doubts and stuff like that and people like yeah. like you know get their aces cracked and they just get really angry and yeah you, you can tell the people that are on tilt um, yeah. compared to the people who aren't and yeah. yeah, and there are like a few like little things, little reads that you can get on people. Like yeah. they look at the chips or they, if a flush hits on the turn or whatever, and they double check their cards. Yeah. There's a few, a few things like that, but I'm not going to, you know, reveal my uh, little... Just the little <laughs> ones. My, my like tricks, my little when, secrets. When they stack their chips real tight and real neat, it's like they don't want to punt them away. Yeah. yeah. Like when they, like, yeah. I've, I've got them there. I don't want to... Don't want to touch the stacks. There's a, there's a big one where people look down at their chips. That's a that's a yeah, that's straight a big, that's away like that's, that's a big tell to see how much yeah. they've got. That's yeah. a that's a bit of a tell as well. It's a psychological thing. It just means that they're yeah. they're looking to bet wager betting discs, which exactly. is a very clear tell. Right? Yeah. So. Do you reckon you could almost use that if you've got you know like the three seven off, like just snap your neck at your chips? Like, yeah, let's yeah, go. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the people that do go off reads, uh, like um, I mean, I, I try to do like a few reverse tells, like. I'll try to look like I'll, I'll do something when um, I'll do something where I have a hand and then yep. I'll do the exact same thing when I don't have a hand to like throw people off. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like you can do that and you would get away with it and you would a hundred percent make money from that. Whereas, yeah. Like if I did that, 
against the players that I play against. I play against so many of the same players all the time. They'll look at me and they'll be like, okay, so why has he just done the chip glance? <laughs> and then when I when I was, you know, bluffing and I was trying to make it look like I wasn't. But yeah. then when I wasn't bluffing, I didn't do that. So then it's like, it goes back to what I was saying before. It's like, I just try and be balanced with everything. So it's when like, you bluff, you got to grab your yeah. water and if drink I'm, your water. If I'm, when you drink if the I'm, water, yeah. <laughs> nine <laughs> times out of 10, you yeah. got the nuts. If I'm, if I'm, play as well. Yeah, see, I just, I just never do that. I'm, I'm a little bit robotic in that sense. Like if I'm bluffing, I'm just going to act and look the exact same way as if I'm value betting. And that way I can never be exploited. Yeah, because I'm just, I always, I look the same. I move the same. I sound the same. I don't really speak when I play, but... Yeah, if that's I, cap. I mean, no, but like if I'm in the middle of the hand, I don't really speak, right? Like, I have played with Liam and um, I've actually ha- have picked up a big tail from you. I don't, know if I, I don't know if don't I should. Don't say It's worth millions. Yeah, you can report, <laughs> report on the body. <laughs> uh, I, def- I definitely, I would not have any, pretty much any tells in regards to playing a hand. He talks a lot when he has it. And that's against hand. you though. that's very uh, different I mean, I've seen you against other people <laughs> we're, we're playing like 1-3 we're playing like 1-3 Hold'em and no, I'm no, just, no, this isn't like, cash bro this is 20s uh, I've seen what like a 150 well, bro if you're talking uh, about a, few, a, a 150 a mate, <laughs> come on bro we're not talking about 150s here mate so guys if you ever play with Liam and he's talking just make sure you fold your cards <laughs> uh, oh so you reckon I'm, I never bluff when I talk most of the time, no. That's very interesting, actually. Eighty percent of the time, you've got it. Yeah, so, um, I don't know about so that. I'll call you down. <laughs> so now I'm. So, so now you, because you've said that, now I'm just gonna exploit you because now yeah, when I'm, I'm bluffing, know that now. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then I'm just gonna continue to act the same, and then you're gonna call, and I'm just gonna have the nuts still. Yeah, but the, see how you're just like you're going in this never-ending yeah, like circle four, of like, 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 bro, you're playing like four D chess with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the balance between skill and luck in poker? I'd rather have luck than skill. Uh, luck doesn't exist. In my it doesn't opinion. exist. Uh, I'm, but I'm it's just... gambling, and in gambling, there's always a level of variance. Yeah, it's not luck though. It's just maths. No, you know, to, honestly, I feel like you do need skill to um, reach the end game of tournaments. But once you do reach the end games, and you are playing at a shorter stack, you need there, to run uh, it. You need to run it at your expected value you, in high equity spots. Yeah, you do need to have a bit of luck, obviously, yeah. because you are going to be flipping. That is. It's not luck though. It's just, it's, I mean, it's not luck, but I mean, you are going to be flipping like ace yeah. queen against like pocket eights. Yeah, you ace queen v pocket eights. You you're a 50 50 and you just need to run at expected value. Yeah. If you have aces versus kings and you're going to win 81% of the time, you just need to run at your expected yeah. value at your EV during those high equity spots. You know, you just, it's just how it works. Yeah, but there is- and it always balances out long term, right? So if mm-hmm. you have ace queen versus pocket eights over a thousand times, right? We'll say a thousand times exactly. Yeah. Mathematically, right? Pocket eights is going to win 52% of the time or whatever it is, 53% of the time, mm. right? And that's just how it works, right? But where the EV doesn't, where, where the maths doesn't like calculate for is what times you run at that. So let's say, we'll say 52 out of 100 to make it easier. So let's say with pocket eights, you win the flip against ace king 52% of the time, right? Yeah. In what spots are you winning that 52%? So if, I've, if I'm playing online, I've got, a, I've got a, a $200 tournament, a $200 tournament, a $100 tournament, and then a $5 tournament. Does that mean that in all those flips, I'm going to win my 52 flips in the $5 tournament, and then I'm going to lose 48 times in the $200 tournaments? So it means I'm still running at EV because I'm winning the flip half the time, mm. but I'm the, the ones that I'm losing are so much uh, for more money. They're in different spots. It's a higher stake. It's yeah. a higher stake. It's like, oh, wow, I cracked aces in a $200 tournament, but then when I got my kings in against aces in a 5K tournament, I didn't crack them. So well, It's not even that as well. It's like how deep you are in a tournament yeah. as well when you are like getting in those spots. Yeah. So that's, that's where like the EV is kind of 
that that's where the luck comes in to play because yeah. the maths is still the same but it's about okay well what 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 fate what's fate going to decide are you going to win are you going to win the flip in that tournament the five dollar one or are you going to win the flip in the two hundred dollar one because yeah. that obviously means more to you to, yeah, like you'd much rather win the flip in that one compared to that one yeah but if you look at it mathematically it's just 50 50 you're, yeah, winning, you're winning one and you're losing one but it's about in what spots you win and lose where they can really like decide if you're eating yeah. ramen for the week or not <laughs> How do you approach studying and improving your game? How do you study? Do you study pets? Liam is my coach. I, I do pay him. Tuition? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll let Liam answer this question because he is a study guru. I go to him for all my answers. He is a GTO plus wizard. Um, Solvers is, is, is a good place to study. Probably That's probably more advanced or at least advanced intermediate level, but... I really like for people that ask me like how I study or whatever. Um, just like YouTube.com is a pretty good place to start. You know, yeah. just what do you want to improve? And most people, when you ask them that question, well, what do you want to improve on in your game, Pez? If I ask you, what do you what you want to improve on? Honestly, just um, figuring out what to what to bet on certain board textures. Like if I should be betting one third, if I should be over betting, if just. Betting sizes on board textures. That's I'll take the answer. It's like it's a it's a mixture. Like yeah, well, there's, there's never one. There's never one answer usually. Yeah, it's very it's very rare where something's a pure answer. Yeah, yeah. Like you're asking you're sort of asking a question that doesn't really have like a, a, a straight answer. answer. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, of it course, isn't just if you oh, go on GTO, yeah. right, but if you go on like the, the solvers right and you, you run the three solvers, it'll tell yeah. you that you should be betting um, like one third, like fifty two percent. Yeah, the that's right, the thing. Like, like you have that. to mix those. Like or, things yeah, aren't always. Of course, you're going to mix it. They'll say like check forty eight or they'll have like different sizes and stuff like that, right? But um, I think most people, right, they think they're playing GTO, right, because um, they look up and it says bet one third on like every board, which isn't which isn't true. You you shouldn't be doing that. You, you do yeah, that of most course. of the time as like a little pro, but like you shouldn't be doing that all the time. And yeah, I feel 100%. like, do you think it comes down to the players specifically, like if there is that textured board, yes or no, as far as mixing it up, do you think you should look further at? Like, who am I playing against? That's where exploit is comes in. That's when exploit comes in. It's a 72-year-old lady that really fucking protects the fucking yeah, yeah. And chips. Then, and that's where exploit comes in. Like, uh, if you, uh, let's say you've got pocket aces and the flop's like queen, queen 10, queen 10, five or, or whatever. And you and you bet and she's calling. Like, okay, she's probably got the queen here or, or, or a draw. So you can size up a bit because like she's not thinking in terms of like GTO maths and all that sort of, sort of, sh- yeah. sort of shit. So it even gets like all all the men. You can just like size up on the flop if you know you've got like a very strong holding. You can bet like two thirds. You can pot it because they're just always going to be calling. Like especially at pub poker, they're just calling yeah. stations, and I am one of those calling stations. So <laughs> if you have a hand against me, we're never folding. What I was what I was saying um, before was like. Um, when I asked like, what do you want to like improve on? Yeah. So like most people, when you ask, so you, you said like a pretty good answer there. You're like, I want to learn, I want to know what sizings to bet on certain textures, which is yeah. obviously a pretty wide question, but I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. And probably my discipline as well. Just yeah. Like I mean, discipline, discipline. Well. That's the hardest. That's it's hardest, but there's no easy answer yeah. for that. But um, most amazing. people, when you ask them that question, they're just like, oh, everything. I want to, I want to, I don't know, just like in general poker, like I want to get better. And it's like, okay, well, you, you know like what that's not going to help so the easiest way to do it is just search up all right intermediate or beginning poker no limit hold'em tournament study guide or whatever and you can just search up videos like jonathan little and there's raise your edge and there's upswing there's so many different courses online that where you can just go from chapter one all the way through that and there's heaps of free content you can put you could start from scratch and become a winning 
no limit holdem player live cash game player at one three and two five if you just go through a solid study a free study course online and yeah. just put in a few hours a week for a couple months you will become a winning player from scratch if you put the effort into study and there's so much content out there so many resources yeah. and it, there's so many different resources for different there's so many like plo courses out there there's hold'em there's tournaments there's cash plo is a tough game like you can have a great hand and then yeah the equities one really it, it's crazy yeah you can have, you can have like ace ace king queen jack like double suited versus eight seven four three and have like 57 percent equity yeah. like the equities one really close but the, same the skillet, deck as well same thing yeah, but yeah. the equities one's so close but the where you get you so i play a lot of plo cash specifically and the way you get your edge back is that your skill edge is just so much bigger in plo from like the best player to the worst player the skill edge is just so huge compared to Hold'em and that's where you sort of get that get that percentage back. Because like in Hold'em, obviously you can get it in aces v kings and be 81%. Whereas if you get it in as like a aces v kings in PLO, you're probably like 55%. Like it's the equities running a lot closer. So you just need to rely on being a lot better than yeah. the other player, yeah. which you are in PLO because people just don't know how to play and they still play. They just hit pot, pot, pot and you just have yeah. to just close. sometimes close your eyes and just click call, call, call and pray yeah. for the best. Yeah. Or you can be like me and just hit quads. True. Twice in five minutes. Yeah. It's he, crazy. He was playing PLO before. We were playing before. PLO five. Yeah. <laughs> PLO is a great game. I'd recommend anyone that plays poker if they don't play PLO, find a way. It's I, more exciting, I feel, like even if you're playing it free yeah. on your phone. Like it's more tilting. It's more exciting. It's much more tilting and stressful. Oh, I'm going to be bald in five years probably because yeah. of PLO. Shout out to my mate Lachlan Crilly. He's a he's a PLO reg. Yeah. And is he, he bald? No, he's not bald. Uh, he's long hair. He's probably one of the best PLO players I know, and he's down. Oh, I can't say that. But oh, a lot. No. Okay, no, I, I I scratch what I said. He's not. He's <laughs> okay. actually not down because of rakeback. Praise rakeback. <laughs> Praise rakeback. By the way. Um. But he is so self aware. Like he'll be like, yeah. I, I, he's like, I lost twenty k last month playing PLO. He's like, but he's like, yeah, yeah, it's just normal. Just PLO, it's how it works. Like you just go through down swings. Yeah. People, sometimes the whales win. And then- A lot of variants. That's he'll, yeah. And then he'll put a message in that chat the next day and be like, oh, one 10K today. And it's just like, yeah, it's just PLO. It's just ups and downs, ups and downs. How you do just go you through deal all these with down swings? How do you deal with down swings? How players? do I deal with down swings? <laughs> I love um, the deflect. I just go on a massive drug bender. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, down swings. Oh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Um, I feel like- I should be taking. all in on all in on red. <laughs> in on I, red. I don't. I straight, don't disagree with straight to the roulette set, though, table. <laughs> in that, like, if you've put, lost the put grand, the house on it's zero. like then what's another grand? No, Fuck it. And yeah. then you're down this, you know, this whirlwind. Honestly, um, I just fire up more tournaments. Yeah, but just keep firing. Fire, just no, keep no, firing. I keep firing. <laughs> but the thing is, though, when I am firing up these tournaments, I am not playing with that same mindset. You are not I, playing to the best of your abilities that I started with. Yeah, I'm not playing chasing, to the best chasing, of my abilities. You go away and just. Take a breath and maybe have a cig. Oh, sometimes you it's hard to explain. You get in like this zone, this weird zone where you just want to keep playing until you like... It happens. Yeah. Uh, I feel like s some people on the uh, potty can understand or the people listening or yeah. maybe... What, chasing horses? Yeah. Like yeah. you just like you're so fixated, right? Mm. And you don't play your game. Like you'll start doing crazy stuff like oh, maybe... It's just me. You'll start doing crazy stuff that you wouldn't normally do. No, no. No, don't mm. worry. There, but, there um, are listeners that could definitely But um, yeah, Look, honestly, when you when you are on the downswing, it's best just to like take a break and just like evaluate your game. Like, am I doing anything wrong? Am I still um, playing the same? Like, am I playing the correct way? And if you 
are playing the correct way, then it is just variance just kicking in because, like Liam said, you could be lo- you could be losing those fifty two forty eight percent flips. Yeah, where you would would have been winning previously and winning those tournaments. Yeah. I mean, from or yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, like I mean, yeah. downswings are just like something that's gonna happen so often the game, in yeah. poker. Like for a for a two five holdem reg, for example, playing like no limit holdem cash, they're probably only gonna book wins. I think it's like fifty five percent of the time that they play, which means that you know, out of a hundred times, forty five sessions is gonna be losing, which is obviously a lot. It's like so yeah. that's just like a normal thing, and then. Uh, for tournaments it's like every tournament that you play like a really good tournament player is only going to cash like yeah. 20% of the time if they're lucky yeah. Yeah. Right? a really good player and which means that 80% of the time of 80% of the, the tournaments that they enter they're going to walk away with zero dollars so for me I just reiterate to myself that I know that I'm one of the better players usually playing in the tournaments that I play so I just know that long term I'm just printing money yeah. like every hour every hour that I sit down at the table regardless of if I brick that tournament I know that over a year, I'm going to average X amount of dollars profit. I think it's good to have that self-belief. Yeah, and it's like, I just know that I'm always going to play optimally because I just know that I'm just beating the field. So I just don't feel the need. Like I go on massive downswings all the time, like series to series or like in PLO. And I'm just like, it's a really annoying because it's like, you know, it can be a lot of money, but it's like, I just know that like long-term, just you're just smashing it. So it's yeah. like, you just got to like suck it up and like, for me like i used to have like a massive massive gambling issue when i was like starting out in poker like and i like quit pretty much all forms of like negative ev gambling just because like i knew it just made no sense i was like why would i do that when i can just sit in these poker tables and just print money long term what do you mean like sports bet no uh, like, of gambling uh, no, like um casino like uh, like blackjack and oh yeah roulette and the stuff house like always that wins. yeah no I was, it was ridiculous man like i because I, I got really arrogant and carried away when i was like 19 so i, I run up like a six-figure bankroll as a 19 year old self-made and i was obviously very happy with that like yeah like that was me starting from zero dollars so yeah and that was just playing cash games grinding playing online and i was just like really i just i was just like on top of the world you know like i was i had a had, had a really good life and i was doing really well and then i went to sydney had my career high score um for like 22k or something and then i just like don't even i I was debt free i had you know six figure bankroll like obviously like very very low six figures but i was like ecstatic i was over the over the moon and i just like launched my role into the oblivion just for no (laughs) just for no reason like i don't know what i was doing even to this day like i've only just like that was probably just over a year ago like maybe 14 15 months ago Uh and i've only just like i've only just now like officially licked licked the wounds and like managed to fucking rip the band-aids off and like get back on the horse like i was like sorry i I guess it's a good thing i I guess it's a good thing as well it's happened earlier rather than later because at least it's taught you like a valuable lesson like and that, I guess, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, and that's that's what my like people like close to me would say. Like, and I, I say it now as well. Like, I I say it to people who have done the same similar things to me. I'm like, oh, how good is it that you've like managed to go through this and learn from it at such a young age? Like, mm. there are people that are in their 40s and 50s that are doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like I was 19, 20, and I decades, lo- and I launched like them. Yeah. yeah, like I would be. I was like in the casino doing like like 10k blackjack hands and like i was spinning like 25k on roulette like it's so sick yeah <laughs> it's so sick like i, I mean I'm, it's I like get my head we laugh about though. it yeah we laugh about it but it's like um, 100k bro that's we laugh, at it. Yeah. we laugh about it but like I that's mean, two fuck. houses in the fucking we country laugh, yeah. that you're renting out we like, literally we laugh that's about it fun. and i laugh about it now because it's like it's just a life experience but like i would literally i'd have 5k on black i'd have 5k on a third i'd have yeah. 5k on a column 
and I'd have five one Ks on a number, and I'd be like, and it's like, what am I chasing? I'm debt free. Yeah, I was a guy who had a had a it was in a happy relationship at the time. I was winning, smashing poker, doing really well. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Like in, in reflection, I'm like, what am I chasing? Like what? Like what am I? Am I chasing a high? Like what? What was I going? That's what for? I don't understand yeah, about the poker. Yeah. yeah, you're chasing that yeah. rush. Like yeah. I said, you get in yeah. those moods. Like when you do the lose, when you like no, when you do lo- yeah. lose a bet, right? It's like you're completely kind of zoned in on like yeah. gambling. That it's it's a thing that you can't really describe how you feel. Yeah. And I'm sure you kind of know the feeling I'm talking about. Yeah. And and you're just so locked in. You're so heated that you just won't stop. Even if you've like maybe recouped most of those losses, you just won't stop because you're just in that sick degenerate mindset. Yeah. It was so stupid. Cause like, it's like, okay, if I want to have a bit of a pun or whatever, I'm chasing the rush. It's like, all right, let's have a shot take. Let's, you know, let's just fire a 5k tournament. At least I have uh, you know, it's something that I have an edge in. Or why don't let's go play? Let's go jump in the the 25.50 cash, which I used to do. By the way, I used to, I used, I used to oh, like, 50. yeah, I, I used. To, I, What's the bankroll for something like that? A lot more than what I had. At you should the time. have like <laughs> for like for cash, you should have like about 20, 20 to fifty. For a full time play, you should yeah. have a hundred buy ins yeah. at, at any stake. But yeah. I mean, if you're playing part time. You can literally, you can literally have twenty binds and be fine. I mean, it's just yeah. what if you have a re, if you have a re, recoup a regenerating yeah, bankroll. So you know, hustle, yeah, if it's a side hustle, yeah. it's yeah. you can literally get away with like ten to twenty binds if you're yeah. winning small, playing part time. Like it's it's not an issue at all. Like yeah. people will be like, "Well, you need a million binds," and it's like yeah. you you really you actually really don't. You don't. Like well, you, tournaments you is a bit different. I think tournaments yeah. you need like at least like. Tournaments, there's a lot more variance. You need like yeah. maybe 80, 80 buy-ins or whatever yeah, you're like the, the Cash, ROI you need less. Yeah. Cash, you need less. But um, I, I guess like also like if you do have like a strict bankroll as well, you are going to become less, I guess, not, not, not emotional, but you, you're you not going to feel as bad when you do have those losing days. When you do have like a, a strict bankroll. Because you roll for it. When the, when the money hurts, you know, there's, yeah, you're doing yeah, exactly. something wrong. If, when if it stings, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, so I'm obviously, I'm not, budgeting this correctly yeah, like sure, if, if it shouldn't stink it's like it's just going through the motions it's like it just happens and sometimes obviously you know emotions aren't always linear like it's not always oh no worries man just another day like it happens it's like obviously sometimes you're gonna get frustrated mm. but yeah you in general want to try and remove emotion from the you know the planning yeah. side of things and stuff like that but um bank bankrolling is is super important that's why like i like to sell action because i, I don't want to bleed myself in this yeah. spot and like we were talking about before you were asking if i was going to vegas this year i could have i wanted to I, I turned 21 this year so i wanted to go that was my plan but i just didn't want to have a have, have a shit vegas because i know because like most people don't know this but no one wins in vegas like especially aussies because you have to pay tax it's super expensive flights accommodation it's like double yeah, what anything you, over five grand you gotta pay yeah tax. you gotta pay yeah. it's like it's like 30 percent. so yeah. you pretty much can't win like it's you but you go there for the experience right yeah. so i'm like you go there fully expecting to lose x amount and i wasn't prepared to lose x amount this yeah. year yeah. especially after everything that happened with like the, all the gambling and stuff like that and when i punted my role and i've only just officially sort of clawed out of the hole yeah. and sorted my finances out and i'm doing it i'm doing it like a lot better now and I'm like trying to, you know, go about it the right way. Like I could have gone this if I really wanted to, but I was like, you know what? Just have a year. Like, you know, just take take the year. Like it's not going anywhere. Vegas is going to be there next year. It's going to be there the year after that. Mm. But you know what's going to be different is I'm going to be in a much more comfortable position more to, yeah, to just be able to, you know, launch as many tournaments as I want in Vegas and actually, you just know. blackjack tables. Yeah, there's he, no he blackjack coming? tables. You coming, Dan? Come to Vegas. I'm going for two weeks. Tell me the date, boys. Yeah. I, uh, uh, what, like, 
mid-June or the start of July, like the little tournaments I'll be hitting up. And I thought two weeks for my first time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a week in Austin because I want to see Joe Rogan's comedy club. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And then uh, a top deck or Kentucky yeah. in Mexico. If I, if I do go to Vegas, I do want to play the main, I feel like. Oh, the, the first time, it's like I don't want to fucking yeah. <laughs> sell my soul, eh? You do have to say yourself. 15k, mate. Is it, 15, is it going up? Oh, no, no, well, oh, 15, US, 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 yeah. US, 10k. Yeah, yeah so. she's not cheap. Damn. That's that's another thing as well. Like, if I am going to Vegas, <laughs> I am playing the main. Like, I'm, there's it's, no world where cashes weren't until the start of day four either, were they? Yeah, day four, I think. Day four. I, yeah, day four. Day four. Mm. I had I had a couple of sweats this year. Did you? Yeah. How'd they go? Uh, one was good. Yeah. Oh, one was good. Yeah. But um. Good chink. Kaching Kaching, yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting actually. One of my one of my mates that I had a sm- really small piece in. Um do you know Bill Perkins? Yes. The old oh, Die with Zero. Yeah. Bill Perkins is your mate. Yeah, he's no, no, no. He's like <laughs> you know, book, Die with Zero. I've listened to a few podcasts with him in. <laughs> yeah, the bald guy and he plays yeah, all yeah. those high, high stakes streams. Yeah, 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 the businessman, yeah. 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 Businessman. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lovely dude. He's a great guy, yeah. yeah. So yeah. my mate, like I, I don't know the exact numbers wise, but it's approximately he bagged up like a pretty solid stack at the end of day three. Um Mm. And I don't know how, but somehow Bill Perkins has come up to him. So I don't know like the exact numbers. Is I think it even that's, worth it? It's like ball. I can't remember the exact numbers. It was like ballpark like 10k or something for like an X amount. Of, it was X amount of dollars, which was at least 10k Australian. So I'm pretty I, sure. He should have done ICM on the chips that he had. Yeah, that that would have worked out way. He would have had to do the math. I, I think he got. I think yeah. he got better than what ICM would have suggested. Jeez, I, I know he, it was okay. a it was a very good deal. AKUS, yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't know the exact okay. numbers. I, I'm pretty sure it was quite a lot more than that to be honest but i'm not 100 percent sure but he got like I'll, I'll try and find a tweet there's a tweet on it no, but um that's sick. imagine bill perkins just yeah. got a wad in his backpack just dishing yeah. it out oh bro that's, that's just like that's pennies for him really. oh massively probably, probably yeah like, probably went up to like 50 people it was like he's 8k 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 he's got like 30 percent of like 50 people he's uh he did a podcast with chris willex chris williamson yeah uh Modern Wisdom, it's called. Mm. Bill Perkins, Die With Zero, a book that he wrote. Okay. And he talks about, obviously, you know, the lifespan, front-ending, like put more experiences while you're younger. Like what's mm. the point of retiring at 75 well, and yeah. then going to yeah. Italy? Like anything you die with, yeah, it's just experience tokens that you never fucking for sure, use. For sure. And that's what money should be used for is, is the experiences in life. Yeah, and we're not saying like punt it away on a blackjack table, but you know, he, he talks <laughs> about it. On one, one of his best mates, uh, went which to, is an experience in itself. <laughs> one, one of his best mates went to Europe and borrowed yeah. 20 grand off a uh, loan shark. Yeah. Oof. And it's like, he looks back now and he's like, fuck, I'd give a significant portion of my net worth yeah. just to go back and do that trip. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do the same things that you would be doing at like in your twenties or whatever. But yeah. um, I guess, yeah, each to their own. Each to their own. It's annoying me that I can't find this tweet. It's yeah. like... Tweets non-existent. <laughs> Make news on the potty. Oh, I think <laughs> I might have found <laughs> it. <laughs> is this him? Yeah, this is it. It's like, okay. So, well, in an unexpected bucket list turn of events, I'm happy to announce Bill Perkins has joined the team. Uh, this guy, so this this guy that he managed. Can you talk to- about the poker player? Who it was? Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a guy named Shem. He's like from he's he's from Queensland. Yes. Yeah. Sick. Um, Queensland drag. Yeah, he was like so. Basically, it's a, it's a bit of a long story, but he he somehow won this competition to get like a free main event seat or wow. for like fifty percent of the stake or something. So, basically, the guy that gave me the seat and I made a deal with 
Bill Perkins a 10% stake in return for $13,000, which I'm pretty sure is US, which would equivalent to probably almost 20K Australian. 10%, wow. So he basically got 20K Australian. And was he in the money though at the time? Uh, I don't even think they were in the money, but he had like a lot of chips at the time. Okay. And he said, we'll split at 50-50. Happy to have you on board, Bill Perkins. This main event's crazy. Mm. But like, how just so, like yeah. crazy is that? You know, yeah. like, that's pretty sick. And I guess it's a good person as well to like, I guess, like have... Like, yeah. I mean, like a good person that you can like network with, and you know, it's, guess, it's, like, there's so many I, sick I guess, stories. Like, yeah. I was like one of my one of my mates, uh, Simon Wahesh, who's a poker reg in Melbourne. Uh, you probably know him. I don't know if you would. Like, quickly, did you make cash or like? Yeah, he did, but he cashed for nowhere near that. Deep. Oh no, like sorry, like nowhere near what he thought. Like he, he Bill Perkins obviously didn't return. He didn't a positive investment because I think Bill Perkins to return a positive investment, you would have had to cash. 130k USD and Which I think, he, I think he cashed like 30 like yeah, like like like, how deep yeah. is that like top deep eight. that's like dot, that's like day 6 or 7 and he, he busted like day 4 or something well and did Bill know this guy before or no I, just, I, don't, I don't know all must have been playing, must have been playing at the though. table and Bill must have like the, the turn of events possibly, like anyway. dirty diaper Rigby like he yeah. was dominating it like playing I don't know 80% of his hands and just killing yeah. it like he's got a 45 minute highlight reel on YouTube based on the World Series of Poker on the yeah, like, that guy's an animal. And an absolute I, th animal. I think he's a dealer. Like, obviously, being a dealer and being exposed to the amount of hands as mm. he would be, you know, probably gives him an edge. But even Weinman, he ended up winning. Yeah. What was that three-way all-in? Jacks, queens, and kings. And he, he drills a jack, yeah. He drills a jack on the turn. Like, it's a $12 million jack. Must be nice. Fucked. Yeah, like, the stuff you see in Vegas, like, my mate Simon's telling me, um, and he's just like, you'd walk up to this guy. Uh, you'd know him, Gary Benson. Probably. He's like, he's like a, a Hall of Famer, yeah. multi-million dollar on hand and mob, like world chess champion. He's good mates with um David Saab, actually. Yeah. And he would just be like, oh, um, Gary, you got cash or something? And he would just be like, yeah, mate, how much you want? And just pulls out like... A wad. Like, like 10, like 5K chips or something. You know, just like shit. This Vegas is just like a different... It's just like yeah. a different gravy. You know, you see celebrities everywhere, people just walking around with like, mm. like fucking thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's just like, you know, it's just a different... A different breed, different animal. But you go there like as a poker player, fully. I mean, a, at least a professional poker player. If you like, if you're going there to make money, you're going to the wrong place. Like, there's so many better. Like, I would make so much more money if I stayed in Australia, just grinding the local circuit. And then even in Asia, like it's really cheap. I came back from Asia earlier this year. It's Vietnam. Uh, I went to Taiwan. I was in Taiwan, but a lot of there's a lot of tournaments in Vietnam. You it's know, the Triton series. That's the yeah. They're on Triton there as well. Yeah, super, super high roller. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy money, yeah. but like you know, the flights are cheap. Like you can fly to some of these countries for like five hundred bucks. Accommodation's cheap. Eight, like yeah. sixty bucks a night. You can get it for the food's cheap. The Ubers are cheap. Like everything's cheap. And mm -hmm. then Vegas is just like so expensive. And there's also no tax, you know. So like, there's so many more like different avenues you can go. I definitely want to do Asia quite a lot, um, you know, over the next twelve months. To be honest, but Vegas has just got to be done. It just has to be done. You got to flick it in. Can we talk about the uh, local circuit or national circuits that we have? Yeah. And what are your thoughts are on them, potentially? Yeah. Well, you're you're an APL lover. You love you love are APL. We, are we talking more about like the APL circuit? Are we talking like, about? Are we talking brands? We can, are we, we naming? Talk. Are we talking about like? Oh, pub? Yeah. Are we talking Look, more, more I'm, so I'm rogue. I'm rogue here, rogue. so <laughs> I'm not sort of no, affi no, yeah. no affiliates. Yeah, because I, I feel like Liam. Liam goes to the APL circuits. I've only been to two myself. I've only been to the one that was down here in Melbourne at uh, Club Italia. That was the first one I uh, yeah. went to. And um, then the second one down in Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, so I've only played the two APL circuits. Same as me. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. 
it's really interesting like people in queensland like don't like apl pretty much and then people in they got apt and kings up there they got, they got there's heaps rows wpt league there's I wonder why you don't move up there AP, oh man i've considered it so many times I, I basically like last year i was there six months of a year shit i was i was only here for six months and even like in the last three to four months i've been here for like two weeks probably three weeks like i i travel all the time so i've definitely considered moving there um i'm moving house snip like basically now which is good because i come um cheaper rent more convenient just for so many reasons bigger sure. space just a, just a lot of reasons um also a bit of a change up as well just because i've been here for a while now so yeah but um like people in queensland don't really like apl and people in melbourne don't really like apt like people in melbourne love apl and territories then, yeah it's yeah. really it's really odd how it works i mean for me i i play like all the circuits pretty much but i like apt the most to be honest because uh i think their tournaments are just the best tournaments they, right. they attract like a slightly different kind of i don't know why they attract a slightly different kind of people but they had they had a lot of controversy actually might recently. pause this so you two can keep talking i need a piss yeah yeah no worries bro just down there we, yeah we'll pause and we're back a piss a few darts breaking hearts yes, good. not yes. for me I don't smoke you don't smoke you're just no. breaking hearts Liam uh, uh, can confirm it's in the past I know, I know we're going Pray off the, uh, the subject after the break of you know, <laughs> APL and APT and Vic versus Queensland but yeah. you know when I was talking to Chris when I was 21 like I bought a unit and I was fucking put someone in there they were renting it, it out you bought a Pez did you buy it Daniel <laughs> a body unit <laughs> nah, this, like a little two bedroom <laughs> unit I, I, was, I was working I'm like fuck yeah like you know the, the barefoot investor like yeah, let's yeah. go and it's then book. It's, you yeah. read that book yeah. great book <laughs> I read it when I was like 18 but yeah, it's like book, and now, now I'm talking to someone who's got like a six figure bankroll that's punting five uh, grand into anymore, a 20 not anymore I, I just, <laughs> it's changed man yeah, it's I used that, to not that anymore. mindset I just yeah I can't really fathom I used to have a six-figure bankroll. How, nice. how you do it? It's it's crazy. It would be nice to head back to that territory. Hopefully, yeah. courtesy of APL and APT. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, Chris had a I question for you me. too. For me? Yeah. For who? What was the question? Or... No, okay. for who? Oh well, it's for it's the, for, for Liam, Liam but obviously okay. Dan yeah, will get sure. your uh, input, which I think yeah. you'll love, by the way. Okay. Um, go. It's gonna be something funny. How does it feel? to be the unluckiest player in Australian poker but still cash every event you play um, that's a funny I just knew it was going to be I knew it was going to be something quirky he's a funny man he's a very funny guy he's a funny man he's a very funny man I mean like I said like I don't believe in luck but I mean at the same time he's you quite, know I've copped some do you believe he's the most unluckiest player in Australian poker no, Dan no, no way no way Pop poker, yeah, for sure. No way. I, I've, I, 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 I have been fisted before. Unluckiest like, poker player. <laughs> I've, I've, I. So my, my worst probably. Like, I mean, yesterday, for example, I played a session online where I was playing eight tables, mm. and I counted that I had at least forty two outers or three outers all in pre flop. So you know, ace king versus ace queen. They hit a queen. Yeah. That mm. happened forty times yesterday online in yeah. the space of about nine hours. But you know what they say, online's rigged, right? I mean, it's not rigged. It's, yeah. it's just math. So I just, I just, I just rolled a twenty-five percent forty times, and it's yeah. like okay, whatever. But I mean, forty times in a session is like an absurd amount of two hours and three hours. Yeah. So obviously, I was getting annoyed. But anyways, the, so um, Skinner. So he he's uh, he buys action to me sometimes a, a lot. Actually, he has for a while. He's, he was one of my first ever people to back me and support me. 
and he had action to me in this tournament, which was a 5.4k buy-in. Yeah. At the World Poker Tour Australia main event. Are you going uh, to that in Sydney? Is that uh, September? Gold Coast, September. Yeah, I'll be there. Eight grand main event. I Ooh. know. Make or break, mate. A lot of money. I'll be, I'll be either eating air or I'll be eating caviar pending that <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. So he bought action. I'll either have yeah, so he, he's, 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 he's a <laughs> he, 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 streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 you know, I, I don't think he'll mind me saying that. And I'm pretty open. Like, I, like he, he, he buys he buys a piece of me for pretty much every series I play because, you know, he likes to support me and I, you know, I try and make him money. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't always go to plan, but, yeah. um, you know, ups and downs, of course. But I fired a bullet my first bullet i got it all in with two kings against two jacks and we did not win the hand all in pre-flop i was like whatever happens so i, I fired my second bullet and i ca- i bagged up day one and we came back on day two had a, had a pretty good stack and ran up a solid stack and the mid cash is 10k and first was like 650k and it was like 105 paid and i got eights in against fives and they lot and then they hit a five so whatever lost the pot mm-hmm. then i got ace eight in against ace three hit a three all right no worries and then i got ace 10 in against ace knight and he made a four card flush and i was like all right no worries and he still in well and then <sighs> I, I i was almost at my wits end because i'd cop five beats in the same day in a row and then about Does that qualify s- for being fisted at this stage <laughs> no we, have, we haven't been fisted yet the okay. fisting hasn't occurred yet and then Close about <laughs> maybe 10 10 people off the money so it's about maybe uh, ballpark 120 left and it's like 108 get paid so we're, we're kind of getting pretty close to the yeah. bubble how's the stack looking though uh, the stack's looking okay i've got 25 big blinds so i've got something to work with okay right? and i played a hand where it went open call 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 and i peeled two ladies in the big blind and i waged all my betting discs and this is, you know, I was frustrated. I had a bit of pretty of a bad table, table image. Like I, I looked tilted. I was annoyed. I copped five beats in the last three hours. And we put all our betting discs in with two queens. And we got called by two nines. And we were walking out the door two minutes later. Oh and I was just in disbelief because I'd just shelled 11K worth of buy-ins. And I'd come so close to not just making the money, but having like 50 big blinds, which was well above average stack into the money playing, so for, playing for like almost like closer to a million dollars than what it is to zero yeah. which is like an insane amount of money so that was a pretty you know horrendous beat so i've copped some beats but then i've also just you know got ace 10 in against ace jack and flopped two tens and then won 40k in asia so it, it happens so how do you deal with that because obviously it was like a massive tournament right yeah like biggest, biggest spine i've ever yeah, played in my life. life that's what i was saying before i was like you know like you're gonna cop the three outers but then you're also gonna throw out people back it's just about what instances you roll that dice you know and i just happened to roll that dice in my biggest ever buy-in but, but i know times, but i also know that i'm gonna win i'm gonna three out someone six times in a row at some point eventually but it just might be in a hundred dollar tournament and not a 5.4k tournament so because i'm pretty sure with your um your most recent big cash in taiwan was it yeah i'm pretty sure you um gave a, a lot of people a few bad beats well, like I just said, I got yeah, you're, you're, you got to run. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got it was like the opposite. Like I got the, uh, mate. I got the twenty eighty, and you're just hitting, winning every twenty eighty. Nah, I, I, I don't. I didn't get it. I had no twenty eighties. I didn't. I didn't get. I don't. Mate, I don't win twenty eighties. First of all, thirty seventy then. Thirty seventy. Yeah, it was twenty five seventy five. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I got ace ten in against ace jack. It happens. Though. It's just it happens, man. Sometimes you just flop two tens and you win the yeah. tournament. But I was destined. Like I was destined that tournament. I manifested it. Like, I, I love how I say it, luck doesn't exist. It's all math. And I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, the the manifestation is one thing too, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really exist, but it's good to have positive mentality, you know? Yeah, for and sure. And like, it's, yeah. you know, it's a thing. Yeah. WPT versus APL? 
Uh, WPT League. Uh, Either uh, either. Oh no, it's so they're different brands. So WPT is like hosted at the casino. Then there's WPT League, which is more of like the pubby version of WPT. Yeah. Um, I like WPT League. Uh, It's run by Mitch, who's pretty nice i've only met him like once or twice but i've always had good experiences uh with them and i've i like apl as well like they run good tournaments it was the first ever tournament that i won was with apl and i've grown up playing apl i was like a 16 17 year old yeah. so i do like all of the pretty much tournament yeah. operators in australia they definitely could do some things better but uh you talk about that uh, I mean, like, there's just things that, I mean, there's always things that can be improved on. Yeah, there's, yeah. you know, there's Practices. just, you know, you just, if you compare, you know, on a worldwide scale and just stuff like that, you know, there's obviously things that can be improved on. But I think there's been strides. What's 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 that saying? Is it bounds and strides? Leaps and bounds. Leaps, leaps and there's and been bounds. leaps and bounds in, okay. in, in drastic improvement yeah. over the the quality of poker tours in the last 12 months at least from when i've started they've you know like when i started playing pts when i wasn't even playing full-time you know there was no like two and a half k's and stuff like you know like that like at apl there was no two and a half k so which is like if i thought about that now like i would just be like wow that's like crazy to think that so there's um you know there's there's i mean it makes it pays the bills The, the the australian poker tours pay the bills so i cannot complain yeah, i think and that's due to the fact as well because yeah it's post-covid like you know crown stopped running tournaments so yeah i think apl and wpt took over so yeah i think On- online hence- probably if as you sort of spoke about when we we're off mic um online your own groups it obviously gives you a bit of an edge because you're playing every day um compared to you know the schmuck schmuck like me who doesn't play online and he's just waiting for the pub to reopen. Yeah, <laughs> like I the mean, two the two years in quarantine would have definitely sort of given you guys a bit of an edge. To yeah, some I mean, extent. it's like online's like a completely different game. Yeah, yeah, like it's just it's different. So limps, no limps, it's a limp. No, it's just like a, it's just a completely different game. It's like it's like playing basketball and footy. I mean, there's similarities, but yeah, it's still yeah. completely different. Sure. Like, so I think that's yeah. just the fact that people online um, tend to play more standard GTO where yeah. it's yeah. like pretty like basic, um, basic stuff. Whereas just, like, obviously like we touched on before, pub poker, a lot of limbs calling any two cards and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a different game. Like yeah. someone like, uh, you know, I don't even know who to say like Skinner, for example, like crushes the live poker scene crushes the circuit like mm. we we like me and like my more like sort of because skin is not gto right but he plays exploit so me and my sort of gto mates we sort of just like Nerds. you know people like people will will look and see like skinner does some like random wacky shit and it's like it's like you just don't question it because it's skinner and he just finds a way and sure. like if, if skinner says you want to swap a percent like pe- people like for example like I wouldn't want to swap a, a percent in a tournament with someone that I don't think is as good as me. Cause then I'm like, okay, well I don't want to give them 5% of me. If I don't think I'm yielding the same expected value back, you know what I mean? So it's like, if I think I'm winning this tournament at a higher frequency than them, then why would I swap the same amount? You know what I mean? But yeah. I have a question. Do you think like the way that, cause you said skin that plays exploitive. Do you think long-term that is hundred percent? No, he's winning. He's hundred percent winning in the okay. live field. So it's like, you know, if Skinner says you want to swap five, you swap five with Skinner. Yeah. Because Skinner, 
he just finds a way in yeah. these life fields to make money consistently. So it's like... We, him we, and Zoe are a pretty awesome fucking power couple. Eh? What's that? His partner, Zoe. Yeah. Like, Zoe's Zoe, Zoe, Zoe she actually... Well. She plays very different to Skinner. Final tabled in the uh, Centurion. I yeah. She, she, I, I haven't played heaps with her, to be honest. I, I remember playing with Zoe when I was like 16 in like pubs and stuff. Yeah, but, right. Um, she's improved quite, like heaps, but I haven't played a lot with her. But I know as far from what I've seen, she's a lot more GTO than what Skinner is. But like Skinner just like finds a way in these like live you know live tournaments. Yeah. He just like exploits the opposition and just wins and accumulates chips. But if he plays like online, for example, in the same buying range, he wouldn't be able to uh, use his ex- use his exploitive strategy in like the same sort of success yeah. rate. You know what I mean? So it's like a completely different game and different strategies will work uh, for those like different types of games. So, so why do you think these different strategies, like why do you think you can't apply the same like pub poker strategies to like, um, what, what, what? I mean, oh, I'm, I'm and, curious to know. Yeah. And, 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 and just quickly as well, it's the same thing, vice versa. Like someone could be crushing tournaments online, like an average buy-in of a hundred dollars, yeah. which is probably the equivalent of like 1K live, even more probably. Like, really? prob- yeah, yeah. So like if, if you, if you hear someone say like, I'm like if someone, for example, that is beating an average buy-in of a hundred bucks online. That means that like, that's probably the equivalent of like, like two and a half K live. Like, like it's like yeah. very different scale. So someone that can be smashing online buy-ins of like average buy-in of a hundred bucks, they literally could be getting pillaged in these live tournaments if they're playing pure GTO. And like, cause if they're trying to play the same online as they are in live, like you, cause you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. same thing. Like, but like, they would like, adapt. Though, yeah. So like, they, but they, they but, adapt, you, but good enough. Yeah. But like, but yeah, it I depends. So it's like, yeah, it's just like a completely that. different ball game. And but. like similar with cash as well, right? Like if you're playing like, um, five, 10 cents or 10, 10 25 cents online, that is supposedly equivalent to playing live one, three cash in terms yeah. of skill level. This is like 10, 25 cents. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's, that's yeah. how that's, that's how much yeah. harder online is what was, supposedly. What was your question again? What was just then? Which you asked why something something? I said, oh yeah, I said, oh, no. I asked like, why do you think that like the exploitive strategy can't be? I mean, not exploitive strategy, like a strategy like Skinner, for example, can't be applied online. I mean, it can. I just don't, don't think it's it possible. just won't. It just won't be as effective. He's really good at tells. Yeah, that's and and that's, is it because yeah, of, of the live tells? Is that why? Yeah, that's. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. There's, okay. just so, there's so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just curious. That's all. Yeah. No. I mean, I, obviously, there's no definitive answer. But Can we talk about online and platforms, or do we yeah. need to veer away from that based on the no. legislative bullshit? No, no. We, we, can, we can talk about it. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. What? I play on. Um, What's everyone use? I play on uh, GG or Natty Eight, as they call it. I think I've got a patch here. Hold on. Yeah. Bless you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. I play on Natural 8, which is or GG. I don't oh, know. there's a guy up my way that's a fucking ambassador for that. Matt Norton. Do you know Matt? Mm, yeah, yeah, I do. Covered in tats. Yeah. Covered in tats, yeah. He does work for them, yeah. I'm aware of that. I've, yeah. I've, yeah. Is that like no, like the rate back <laughs> thing? Or uh, how does that work? It's like a whole thing. I don't know if I can speak about it or not. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't know like specific details, but it's sign on bonuses bonuses and referral. I don't want to speak on his behalf or anything for his deal because I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, people, it's like a whole, you know, illicit 
rake back thing, but <laughs> yeah, so um, Nat- natural eights affiliated with GG, yeah, they're the same thing, basically. and yeah. you've got PP, which is the other one. Oh, yeah, then there's like American Card Room, and there's, like there's Ignition, Ignition and there's yeah. PP, and there's Poker Bros, and there's, there's so, yeah, so Liam, many sites, yeah. So, yeah. Liam plays on natural eight or whatever it is, yeah. I play, I play on PP as well, yeah, I play on well. Ignition, like, there's so many different, yeah ways and and stuff like that to play in australia which, which i do not do and because it's illegal yeah exactly um but yeah no with ignition you don't because i know with some some sites you do need like a vpn and all that sort of stuff There's yeah like a few loopholes Theor- you have to go through theoretically yeah yeah um but yeah with ignition you you, you don't need no, to you do don't. any of that you stuff no it's pretty good but, ignition's really easy but it's pretty only, rogue though the yeah. only issue with ignition is um you can't really see the player names and stuff like that so you can't leave it's um, you have to pay with and just the, the bitcoin too uh to no, depl- you don't have to but it's definitely going to save you a lot of money yeah theoretically with yeah with ignition to deposit it's you can use your card you but should use crypto is, yeah you should use you crypto. are charged Ethereum. like a currency fee yeah like it's a lot if you well. were to deposit like so a thousand bucks i think they take a hundred dollar fee but if yeah. you do crypto it, i think it's no fees jesus okay. yeah so yeah. and to same with the draws as well like, withdrawals through crypto you i know really people bank, that have withdrew like five figures on ignition no fees same as depositing as well it's just, and it's yeah. instant so and it's easy it's really easy to use yeah. like to to like it doesn't i don't know if are you into crypto much or no 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 i'm the same i'm not a crypto guy but like it's so easy it's really easy like you, you just into down, it it's just it's just an app oh, and then yeah. just a deposit and then okay. a transfer and it's um but it's lifesaver but i'm not too sure how you guys are because then you also have to like sell the crypto yeah. for like money so i'm not too sure if you go through like a third party but i know there's like websites like local bitcoin that's now shut down but there's like similar sites like yeah. that where you it's like vendors yeah so you sell yeah. your crypto to like a person so they transfer you the money um oh uh, yeah i'm I, like i said I'm, I'm not even a big crypto guy but it's helpful but it's pretty funny actually when i was in taiwan and i won that uh when i won that tournament um i went to the cash out desk and i'm like signing papers and shit and i got like this big like eight kilogram trophy obviously I've, i was pretty happy with myself yeah, that carry on yeah I was, I was pretty happy with myself but uh yeah no, i was I, I was pretty happy with myself so you know i'm sitting there and i have my bag on my shoulder i had like a beer in one hand or something and i'm signing documents or whatever and then i like i like, turn around i say good day my mate and i'm like oh yeah what's going on and i, I turn back and they've just like start like pulling out these like big bricks of cash and start like putting bricks of cash on the table and stuff like that and, like trying to pay me in like new taiwanese dollars and i was like because uh, it's uh, like a billion taiwan or it something, was like yeah. it? it was like eight hundred and fifty thousand taiwanese dollars yeah but it's like but it's like it was usually like, yeah they pulled lot. out they pulled out like these bricks like full bricks of cash and started slapping on the table and i was like is this like am i am i are you gonna give me forty one thousand australian dollars in taiwanese currency that i'm gonna have to shovel in my suitcase and then convert and i was like yeah surely there's another way and they're like oh we can do crypto and i was like oh how good is this straight away bang (laughs) crypto a bit annoying they they charge me like 600 bucks fee you would have lost that at the airport on the conversion fee yeah Yeah, and that's what that's what i was thinking i'm like yeah it's just one of those things right i've just got to it's just yeah just it's like a travel expense and then how did you withdraw the crypto did you withdraw the crypto or yeah just straight straight to my wallet and then through the wallet just coin spot or uh binance I Binance straight okay. to my Binance and then yeah. Binance just straight into my bank account. So, so with that, right? Like, I, I, I'm curious, like, do you need to pay, like, and then my bank account straight to yeah, the like, black do, you need, table. do you like need to pay tax on that? Because I know with crypto, there's like a tax thing, right? But like, the thing is, though, that money wasn't it's made, the winnings. Yeah, yeah, the winnings or whatever. So, you won that through gambling, poker. 
But yeah. since it, since you've withdrawn that through crypto, right? Do you need to pay tax on the crypto, I or can not. you just say? Because <laughs> I'm not too sure if you. I don't. Like I assume that you don't have to because you've won that money from gambling yeah. and you've withdrawn it straight away, so you've made no extra yeah. money or you haven't lost anything. So I'm actually really curious to know. Yeah, yeah. Like I've tried looking looking this up, and they said if it is gambling. Then no, you don't have technically to. Technically, there's but no. You do, do, tax I think you do gambling. need to show. Yeah, but you do need to show evidence. There's no tax on gambling. It's really touchy because there's no tax on gambling. But then also, if you're declared as a professional in a gambling format, you're meant to pay tax in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm lucky because I'm still registered as a full-time student as university at university. Uh, so are you I've, a student? Yeah, I'm still registered okay. as a full-time what student. Do you, what do you study? I study uh, a bachelor of education. I thought it was going to be arts or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love education, yeah. okay. Yeah, so... What, what are you majoring in? Maths. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't know. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I should know because I'm a full-time student, <laughs> according to the government. So that's... that's So there's, there's ways. <laughs> so sick. Yeah, so there, there's like ways because otherwise, like, I know Cut people out. have to... Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, yeah, I know <laughs> people have to, like, pay tax. And they're, they're, I think they're bringing in laws soon enough to make... You've you would have seen recently the whole pokies thing that they've brought in where you yeah. can only put a hundred bucks in they're really because like Australia is the number one gambling country in the world so that's sports not sports bets fucking crazy yeah it's not something yeah. to be proud of so they're yeah. really they're starting to make uh, a lot of effort to uh, make it harder and less accessible and just deter and obviously tax is going to be one of those things that I'm sure comes into it so sure. which is silly though because if people um, if people do want to gamble they are going to find ways to gamble yes. and it's kind of the same with drug use right like people like talk oh, about yeah. like uh you know uh there's places i'm oh, pretty sure like in the guns. us where like all drugs all, all drugs like, subject. Let's yeah, not talk about that. where it's like all <laughs> they make it like all drugs illegal because it's like they'd rather yeah, Spain regulate and Portugal, it. Yeah. and they regulate the fuck yeah. out of it they'd rather yeah. like they don't want people going doing dodgies where it's unsafe yeah. and they're yep. you know having to do illicit deals yeah. where they can just regulate it have make a like make a fuck ton of money from tax yep. and have people do it in a much safer environment than yeah. what they would be doing if it wasn't you know if, yeah. it, if it wasn't legal the they would do it anyways but, but they wouldn't yeah. make any money money off of the government but, and it would cause so much more crime and yeah. they'll just be but it's it like the be, same thing basically yeah, but it would be quite hard to actually do gambling in kind of like a yeah and that's why theoretically <laughs> like you know online gambling safe environment or yeah like, it's like online okay. gambling's banned in Australia I so. need to sort that shit out because it's yeah. going to continue to happen regardless yes yeah. so yeah that's why we've seen as we were talking about before you yeah, know it's there's a five million dollar fine dished out to a business and a couple of individuals in Queensland yeah so yeah yeah so you know that's and it's not like it's going to go away like online poker it's just going to find a way especially now because Poker is booming in Australia. It's and it's it grow, is, it's we, growing uh, immensely. It is booming, yeah. So it's like you know, and I'm pretty sure they've actually uh, made efforts recently to kind of. I, I think it, it got brought up in Parliament oh, or some yeah. shit like in the last twelve months about how poker is not technically like gambling gambling mm. like at least because like and they're bringing you all this stuff at crown with the whole 36 hours a week thing and they've got that at the star as well and oh really they were talking about how they're going to run a two-week poker series at the start in september and it's like okay so how are you going to manage people only being able to play 36 hours a week and now there's a whole thing saying oh they're excluding poker because it's not like a yeah. degenerate form of gambling and it's not like a super casino edge yeah. thing so yeah. it's like a different sort of like i don't know sub yeah 
property, I guess it's not. I don't know. There's a lot of complications. And there is. Yeah. And I remember when, when um, poker was like first banned in Australia, I remember they tried to like go through like, they tried to like um, go through like government officials and like, legislation. Try to, yeah. yeah. Try to go through legislation to kind of like get it unbanned. But I'm not too sure like what happened with that. I'm sure it's somewhere on like, two, there's like a forum on like two plus two that you, you can check out to like see like yeah, updates with that. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's really not going to change then. anything. It's not going to change anything. If people want to play online poker in Australia, yeah. they they will. And then uh, whether the government wants to make a ton of money and regulate it or not, that's up to them. I mean, it just seems like a bit of a no-brainer, right? But I mean, you, I guess you could kind of apply How that to everything. would they make money anyway? Because it was like, it was tax, like, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying it was like, there was a point where it was, it wasn't banned. So were they actually taxing poker? No, I don't think they were. Yeah, well, it wasn't as regulated as what they really when, wanted when they, to when, be. Yeah. yeah, when they had like poker, when people were playing on poker stuff. I think, stuff I don't like know if they, like, I don't know if they were making money off it, but they definitely could. Yeah, like, Even if that's like getting, I don't know, I guess they would be from I'm guessing they I'm guessing they would they they would have been making money from like full time poker players. That that's about Well yeah, if people yeah, they might be more open to declare I don't know. Does anyone really deliberately I don't know, I won't say it, but you know, does do people go out of their way to try and give money to the government if they don't have to? Definitely not. Yeah. No. Because that would be illegal. Well, not illegal, but that would be, I guess, You'd be, immorally, morally wrong. I don't know. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. I love I, I, giving money to the I government. Do, I just, I just work here. They deserve. They deserve it. <laughs> they punt it like. I'm just, fix I'm the just, fucking roads, yeah. man. Yeah, the government punt, punt the money. I've got, I've got a twenty-five the blackjack table. Twenty-five hundred dollar tax bill this year. It's the first time I've ever had to pay tax. Yeah, a little bit of capital gains there, but it's like fix the fucking roads. It's yeah. like I'm paying you cunts more money. Yeah, it's like what are you doing? Yeah. You know, uh, I will not say what I was going to say, but I'll tell you off camera. Oh, what I off, 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 off yeah. the mic, yeah. Um, That's cool. <laughs> I'm so yeah. curious. hundred yeah, percent. Tax, taxes. Okay, is... I'm gonna I'm gonna park that as a fucking word, <laughs> so we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> so what, what, what's this year? The the remainder of this year look like for you boys as far as poker is concerned in the next twelve months, maybe. So, well, Pez, two, yeah, two part um, question. You get in the circuit, mate. Yeah, um, that will be on the cards, uh, maybe towards the end end of the year. But um, the APL, yeah, whatever's on. Uh, is that next month? You know, uh, I don't it's even keep, like two weeks. Yeah, I don't even keep, Yeah, weeks. I probably won't be going to that. But I don't really keep track of like what circuits are yeah. running and this and that. Sure. Liam just tells me, "Hey, are you coming to this? Are you going to that?" Yeah. So like, yeah. he's kind of my like go to man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like my poker goals, I guess, to be the number one. Number one pub. <laughs> <laughs> striving. Striving, striving. So at, at Club Italia. And Club Italia. I want to be the number one Club Italia. I would never, I would never but, um, ever be the number one player at Club Italia. <laughs> I reckon I've bricked 50 tournaments in a row. It's, it's, on, my, it's on my bingo card. Like, Mr. Miyagi. It's something I'd love to do for a laugh. But, like um, a boss that you I, need to beat. Yeah. Oh, mate. I'd be, I'd be down... Yeah, I'd be down five. I'd be down five figures probably in that fucking one fifty five self dealt yeah. Friday night tournament. <laughs> I don't think I've cashed that for fifty tournaments in a row. It has bubbled quite a few. I, times. I won the first ever time, and I don't think I've yeah. like even come close since then. I just can't win. Like I can't beat them. Like, I can't beat the 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 like the pub regs. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I try right. so hard to mix a perfect strategy of GTO and exploit. And I just get actually like I just not nah, drawing dead pre shuffle. That's what yeah. I say. I think when I go there, I'm more than happy and just ex- fully expecting to depart with that 175. Yeah. I, I heard from a, I heard from a source. Liam did play. Was it 
Friday night that just passed. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. He played the Friday night that just passed, and um, he had a, a lot of chips. I so, had so, a, so lot of chips. a lot of chips. A lot of chips, and we did get the ice. Rumor on the street is he was shoving all in multiple, like a lot with Garby Chance. Not too sure how true this is. Uh, nah. I think he had the old seven four when he when I jammed. Proof. Yeah, I jammed seven four. Yeah, for, Why? for two big blinds. Why? Yeah. Blind v blind. Oh, two big blinds. Two bigs. Okay. Oh yeah. Like I, you, so I had you, like I had like, ten, I, had like ten, I had ten bigs and the guy in the big blind had a big blind and then a big blind behind. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a flip. I'm not gonna Obviously, say. I'm not, so I'm, 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 I'm not gonna <laughs> name. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna name any any names on who my yeah. source and is then, from. And then I jammed. <laughs> and then I jammed the jack nine off on the button for six bigs, yeah. which is also pretty standard. Yeah. So. But and see, then and then I got Ace King in against Ace Ten, and we did not win yeah, that. It is quite standard. <laughs> look. It is quite standard to do those things. That yeah. is the GTO way. It is GTO. But like when you do run that deep at club, like those we club games, yeah. But when you do run, like I guess when you do get to like the top eighteen or whatever, and you're at Club Italia, I feel like uh, would you say it's the right thing? Like I mean, it is like GTO like perspective. It is the right thing to do, but like the Pete. The, the uh, pub poker regs that run deep constantly, they don't do that. Mm. So is that like a correlation? Like, nah, yeah. bro. I'm just oh, going to oh, attribute right. that to some intense variance, hopefully. Intense variance, okay. Yeah. Um, and what, what's obviously... <laughs> we, we divulged into number one uh, as far as goals go, number one player at how, Club Italia. How, 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 how to beat Well, that is my name on PP, Club Italia Eggs. So if you, <laughs> ever, see, Italia yeah, if you ever see me, then... Uh, and I'm taking your chips, you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, my plans for the year? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, honestly, have a bit of a rest, I hope. Uh, I've been absolutely slamming so many tournaments the last 12 months-ish, so probably 15 months actually. So Still hit up the millions? Uh, yeah, yeah, it has to be done. And WPT? Yeah, so WPT is the biggest series of the year and then millions a second. So I'm going to do millions and then I'm probably, I say I'm going to have a break and then I'm probably going to jet to Korea for a week <laughs> or like two. Sounds like a massive break. Yeah. I'm probably Korea gonna, to play? Or yeah, Korea to play. To play, yeah. Korea, to play, play. Yeah. Korea and then do a, yeah. do a week of yeah. Thailand just on the way back. Just yeah, get, just get sent for a week yeah. and then... Yeah, and then um, celebrate the wins. Yeah, so hopefully it'll be like a millions, and then uh, Asian poker tour Korea, and then uh, Bender yeah. in Thailand for a week, and then WPT Australia, and then a rest. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of November December. Yeah. I kind of didn't so, answer. Yeah. I kind of didn't really answer the the question properly. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I want to beat the club number Italian, one Italian like, right. number one poker player. <laughs> but I mean, that would be like an accomplishment. I feel since it's a how do you determine field. that? Uh, Rank, rankings the overseas yeah, leaderboard yeah leaderboard yeah. you're gonna grind the leaderboard man I do I do but no um, no, don't my, they get a pretty sweet prize don't they yeah it's like I think first second and third get like a main event ticket or something yeah, yeah. so that, that would be nice but yeah. um no, 5 uh, G's yeah, yeah. Five I'm, 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 yeah. no 15 inch is it 15 yeah. for their main APM millions yeah 15 oh, yeah, okay. 15 inch but no on a serious note just like building a um, just building on my uh, poker bankroll and yeah. just and just yeah and just like improve and just like learning and just improving on my skill set and just um try to find like leaks in my game that um yeah yeah, leaks in my game that i can work on and yeah oh yeah uh last question to wrap before we wrap this up Uh, what do both of you 
what, what advice would both of you give to aspiring poker players looking to take the game at the next level? Study. Study, study what? Study. Study what? Study anything and everything. Stu- no, study, study GTO. So just um, if you are new, like if you have just discovered poker and you're itching to play, watch, watch videos, um, study GTO, buy a course, just buy a, buy a standard course and just learn the basic fundamentals on your range, like raising range, cards that you should be playing and stuff like yeah. that. Don't jump straight into like the big money tournaments or like the big cash games. Fire ups are like one cent, two cent, practice your game, learn um, and go from there. Um, for me so, well, so the question was uh, so what someone what advice would you give to aspiring level, poker players um, so like I've just started like getting into a little bit of coaching and like I've had this question basically where they've where I've like I pretty much just asked I'm like okay so what are your goals like what do you want to do with it like yep. what do you like you know you want to play for fun you want to have it as a side hustle you want to try and be a full time player like you just want to get good at it like what, what, what do you what are your goals and then um, just play, play poker. Yeah. That's the literally the easiest you get answer the and just the funnest play. hour. Just put volume in. Yeah. Think of put like volume a, in, see where you're at. Think of it as like a university um, tuition fee. Yeah. Work out your goals, put a fuck ton of volume in Yeah. to find out where you're at. Are you beating this stake? Are you losing at that stake? What do you feel like you need to improve on? And then actually work out and determine what you need to improve on, yeah. you know, through courses, quizzes, study. When you study, they'll ask you questions in these courses, like what should you be doing in this spot and this spot? If you're clearly failing in a certain area, knuckle down in that area, get better in a certain area, right? But yeah, just put put volume in. That's like the main answer. Just put a absolute shit ton of volume in and you will just learn new things every single day. I, le- I still learn new things every single time I play poker. Yeah, that's good. Almost, which is like the most important thing. So just, I think volume, putting volume yeah. in is so much more important than study in my opinion. Yeah. And you right. know what as well? Just finding like like-minded individuals as well who love poker the same way you do and yeah. talk with them about and it. Make it fun. Play with them. Make it fun. Yeah. Don't, you don't want it to be like the reason like I love playing poker full time is because you want to make money I'm my own boss yeah. I get to work whenever I want you know I can work and have fun like yeah. I don't have to I'm not like oh, I've got to I've got to play today I've got to do a session like oh so annoying like nah I'm like oh I'm so keen like I'm going to play I'm going to have a session today I'm online you know I can't wait I'm going to I'm going to bring something online today like I'm going to do yeah. I'm going to do I'm going to I'm going to like have fun I'm going to do what I love to do yeah and I'm you know I'm going to yeah. hopefully smash it so Love you know it. keep it fun put volume in yeah. make some friends all my best friends are in progress so you know it's uh yeah awesome thanks guys beautiful no worries. thanks for having us on appreciate it see you guys bye